Welcome to another Sunday experience at Resurgent Church. Each time we gather, whether it be online or in person at Resurgent, our mission is to see hearts revived, relationships restored, culture reformed, and nations reawakened. Today, as you listen, it's our prayer that something within you comes alive to the things of God, whether it be His great love for you or the good things He has planned for your future. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon. Hey church, we're the last weekend of our Miracle Month of May, our Yes series, and I just pray that you've been seeing miracles, that you've had your your spirit lifted by faith. We're believing as we sow into this month to see our house, our church, go from strength to strength and become healthier than ever before, especially as we're transitioning out of this pandemic as we have for the last few months. I'm believing to see the yes of God and of heaven as amen over all of what God is doing in your world. And so I've asked another pastor from Global Heart Church as we've shared about some of the future potential of what God is doing here with Resurgent Church to share a message right into the heart and fabric of what we're doing as a church. I just believe as you prepare your heart and get open to what God wants to say, as we'll be doing that in our in-person gathering today at church on Sunday, I believe that God is going to speak a fresh word over us as we close out Yes Month, close out Miracle Month of May, as we believe for all that God has been doing as he's already done, as we've seen already answered prayer in and through people's lives and seeing our church move forwards to strength to strength. So, hey, get your heart ready. There's going to be a great word, and I believe it's going to speak right to where you're at. So enjoy it. God bless. Hi, Resurgent Church in the great and exciting city of Montreal. It's a real privilege for me to be sharing with you today. My name's Spencer. I'm the pastoral director for Global Heart Church that's located in Perth, Australia. Also, part of my role is I get to bring some oversight to our location pastors. Across our locations, we have a church in Lusaka in Zambia, one in Hamburg in Germany, and also more recently, one in Melbourne, Australia. Also, part of my role is I have the great privilege to be involved with an organisation called Tenacious House, which we pioneered as a church. And Tenacious House is a program, a residential program for men who are facing addiction and occurring mental health conditions. And so we support those men and their families, see them come into healing and into flourishing. And it is an absolute honour to be a part of that. Uh, We've been cheering on your church from its very inception. When Pastor Andrew Vanessa first came to Canada, our church was cheering them on and supporting them as best we can. And our senior pastors, Pastor and Sue, are great friends with Pastor Andrew Vanessa. And I've had the great privilege of meeting them many times over the years when they were based in Australia. And so I really feel it's a special honour and a privilege to speak with you. And I just want to say, I just want to commend you as a church. You are pioneers. You are pioneers. To start a church from scratch is a huge thing. And so I absolutely honour your senior pastors and I honour you for all your hard work in doing that. The message that I want to share with you today 
is all about stepping out in faith. And I really believe it's in line with your month of Miracle May. And so I'm hoping that this is gonna speak to you and encourage you. The reality is if we're gonna see miracles break out, first of all, we've gotta be willing to step out in faith. And this message is all about that. Hope it blesses you. God bless. Have you ever thought about how in life there are people who seem to seize opportunities, you know, realize their dreams, you know, achieve great things with their lives. And then there's other people who don't. You know, what is it that, that empowers some people to really break through, to really achieve something of meaning and of great value and purpose with their life? Now, some people would say to you, well, you know, it's right place, right time. You know, they just had the right opportunities that were presented to them. Others will say to you, well, these are smart people. These are, these are educated people who are super smart. Others will say it's hard work. You know, these people worked really hard. But actually, when you look into it and you break down what makes success, the characteristic that is always there is the willingness to not give up. The willingness to take a risk, often many times, and fail and then have the point of breakthrough. So actually it's that willingness to step out, it's that willingness to go into that place of, of risk that actually empowers a person to really break through in their life. But, but often what we find is that in the core of us, we're risk adverse. In our very being, we want to play it safe. We don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to fail. And actually psychologists tell us it's that fear that limits most people from reaching their full potential. I, I was reading recently an article about a young CEO, 31 years old. His name's Jason Njoku. He's an African entrepreneur, and he's the CEO of Iroka TV, that is a streaming website for Nollywood films. And and they were saying he's a hot. You know, millionaire to watch. This guy's an up and coming, a rising star. And, and I saw this interview with him. And the interviewer was asking him, you know, what's the secret to your success? You know, uh, what is it you've done? Is it education? You know, is it some kind of revelation or understanding or insight that you have? You know, is it opportunity? What is it? And he said, well, he said, I've failed spectacularly 10 times. I attempted 10 entrepreneurial activities before I hit the one that struck gold. How interesting, how interesting. He's saying that his success is based on his willingness to go again, go again, go again. I remember reading about Richard Branson who has almost the same story, a different circumstance from a different country, different background, but actually exactly the same experience. He had many failed business attempts before he struck gold. He, he, many of us potentially would give up, but he kept going. Jesus speaks right into this human condition when he talks to us in the Bible and tells us, we, we recount a story where he leads his disciples through an experience of this, an experience of the willingness to really step out in faith, to take a risk that no one has ever taken before. And it's the account where Jesus, and the thing I want to highlight that's perhaps even more startling, Peter walks on water. 
You know, you know, it's one thing, right, for Jesus, the God man, you know, to walk on water. But Peter also walks on water. Potentially, he's done something no other human has ever done. You know, if you've walked on water, please email me. I'm yet to meet someone else who's done it. But Peter walks on water. He steps out and he's surrounded by people who don't. Interesting. Steps out and he's surrounded by others who don't. He has this tenacity, he has this faith, he has this willingness to take a risk and to get out the boat. Uh, the willingness to maybe look a bit silly, you know. And it says this, reading from Matthew 14 verses 24 to 33. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. This is Jesus walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. So Peter got out the boat and he walked on water and he came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. You know, we have to be willing to risk sinking if we're going to get out the boat. You know, you know Peter, Peter has this willingness to get out the boat. And in so doing, he risks sinking. He risks sinking, right? You know, and it says that he walks on the water, he takes some steps, you know, as Jesus calls him, he, he steps out, he starts walking on water, and then just as he starts to do it, fear starts to beset him. And it says the minute that happens, he begins to sink. And I love it because the grace of God comes to him, grabs him by the hand, picks him up and, you know, helps him back onto the top of the water and they get into the boat together. But, but here's the thing, Peter had a willingness to sink. He was willing to take that risk and now he's become the first human being ever to walk upon water. You know, in incredible. Potentially, uh, potentially the, the only person in the whole of the history of humanity who has done this, 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 this defying natural laws, you know, ability to walk upon water. And so I want to encourage you that Jesus is encouraging us through this text to be people who are willing to fail, people who are willing to step out, people who are willing to get wet, you know, people who are willing to look, to, look, uh, to feel embarrassed, you know, to, who are willing to push through some humility of failure. That actually he's calling us to be people who embrace risk. Jonah Lira uh, is a neuroscientist who wrote a book called How We Decide. And, and this book really impacted me because he says that we're hardwired against risk. And actually, when we step out in life uh, to, to do an act that could lead to success, that could bring about something new in our lives, 
we're often limited, and he would say actually neurologically we're limited against taking risk. That we're hardwired towards doing what is safe. And so he's saying it always works against that breakout, that breakthrough spirit that's needed to really come into the fullness of what our life could be, for what God intends for us to be. And that's why this, this, this passage of scripture where Peter walks on water is so profound because Peter breaks through. Peter steps past his biology, his neurology, he steps through that, he's able to, to, to in God, come into something that no one else had ever done before and potentially, maybe, will never do again. And what Alira says is that this is a hangover from evolution. And actually, we would as believers say, and the Bible teaches us, that this is a hangover from the fall. You know, that humanity was not caught, you know, created to be risk adverse. You know, we were created to be you know, risk takers, to push into all that God's got for us. But actually, you know, the fall, the rebellion against God by Adam and Eve has tainted humanity, affected humanity. And when we look at humanity and we see its lack, the root of that is in our disobedience to God. And the good news is that our coming to God and surrendering to Him, committing to Him, we, we can refine who we're actually created to be and who we're destined to be. And we can, in God, tap into the faith that we need to seize all that we can in this life. And, you know, I want to encourage you, what is your aversion to risk stopping you attaining you know is your aversion to risk stopping you asking that person out on a date potentially you could end up marrying you know is your aversion to risk meaning you're always going to be an employee and never an employer because you you you, you dream of starting your own business but yet your your aversion to risk stops you or, or maybe you know, someone today, I met with someone today, and, and, and surprisingly to me, they said, hey, I've, I sing and I play an instrument and I've written some songs. I said, wow. And they said, yeah, I don't tell many people about it. And I said, hey, could I hear one? And they played me one. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. I didn't know you, you, you could do this, you know? And they, they were saying to me, yeah, they're kind of nervous to put it out there, you know? I thought, yeah, it's because we have an aversion to risk. You know, I don't want to look foolish, so I'll hold back. That's not what good intends for us. Jonah Lira, he talks about how in our children, we, we, we inadvertently program them to, to be adverse to risk. He talks about how when a child ties their shoelaces, what we should say is, hey, well done. You kept trying and trying and you didn't give up and now you can try your shoelaces. But often we say something like, oh, you clever boy for tying your shoelaces. Well done. Here's what we're saying. We're saying to them, hey, it, we're measuring intellect upon what you do. It's the intellect that determines what you do. And we're inadvertently programming that child to think, oh, if I try something and fail, that means I'm not clever, so I must be stupid. So we're inadvertently saying, if you take risk and fail, it's, it's, it's your lack of intelligence or it's stupidity, it's, it's nonsense. What we should be saying is, hey, most people fail the first time they try something. Hey, go again. Imagine if we raised children that had, that had 
no aversion to risk, right? Who said, I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna step out, I'm gonna have a go. Hey, I might fail, but that's okay. I'm good with failure. You know, I'm gonna have a go at that. Wow, wow. Imagine what the outcome could be. And imagine if we embrace that more in our life. Jesus wants you and I to get out the boat. Jesus wants you and I to step out the boat. Wherever we are in this faith journey, wherever we are in our walk with God, He wants us to step out, to push through, to try something new. What is it that God's talking to you about? What is it? What, what's your boat, you know, that, that God's asking you to step out of, to step into, you know? In the scripture, Jesus said to them, just before the passage I shared with you, or earlier in that passage, Jesus said to them, hey, we're going to go to the other side. The other side. Interesting. The other side, when you look into that, what did it mean in the Greek, when you unpack that word, it really was talking about usually going from a Jewish to a Gentile land, to going into a completely foreign place, into a brand new place. And so actually when God is provoking us to get out the boat, to go with him to the other side, he's trying to bring us into a brand new land, a brand new experience, maybe, maybe the beginning of a brand new you, you know, that God wants to take us into a place that really is another land. In order for him to do that, we've got to have a willingness to be obedient to him. We've got to have a willingness to step out the boat, you know. And, and I want to finish on this. What happens again, just before the passage I shared with you, is the text says that Jesus retreated to a quiet place. So before Jesus walked on water, he retreated to a quiet place. And it says he prayed for a prolonged period through the day when the night fell at the fourth watch, which is late in the night, he began to walk out on the water towards the disciples. So what set up Jesus to walk on water and what ultimately set up Peter to do that was that Jesus prayed. Friend, I wanna encourage you. I believe that as I'm speaking, God is challenging, he's provoking people. There's areas, things he's asking us to step out to, to have faith for again, to risk a little more. And I wanna encourage you that a key to that is gonna be spending time with God in that quiet place that you might get the boldest of faith to step out. You know, that, that, that you and I in our natural selves, we don't have the capacity to do it, you know. We actually need to spend time with God, draw near to Him, pray to Him, read the Word, get that courage on the inside stirred up by God that we might be able to get out the boat. We might be able to walk on the water. You know, that we would have the courage to, man, I'm going to step out and I know it's possible that I will sink. I'm okay with that. You know, and if I get out and I sink, I'm going to get out again. I'm going to get out again and I'm going to get out again. Why? Because God's empowering me, gracing me, helping me into the destiny that He has for me. Friend, it's such an honour to have you engage with our teaching here at Resurgent. This is Vanessa Hoyes and my husband Andrew and I are so honoured to communicate the gospel of grace with each of you as you listen, lean in, take what the Lord is saying to you and apply it to your life. If you are curious about what it means to follow Jesus Christ or today something in your spirit leapt 
around this gospel, this good news of hope and faith that you can have in Jesus Christ. Today, you are so welcome to invite Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior. And you can repeat this prayer even wherever you are, on your walk, in your car, in your room, wherever you are, you can call on the name of Jesus and you can find this gift of salvation. I would be honored to lead you in this prayer today. Why don't we pray together, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me, for dying on the cross for my freedom. I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sin. And today I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, what an incredible moment, not just for this lifetime here on earth, but for all of eternity, you would call on the name of Jesus and one lost person would come home into this saving relationship with Him. We celebrate today with you. Why don't you email us and let us know that you made this decision so we can help you take your next step or tell a friend that you know is a follower of Jesus. And for those who are listening in today and are part of Resurgent Church or would love to sow into this mission that we have here at Resurgent right here in Montreal to see hearts revived and relationships restored and culture reformed and neighborhoods and nations reawakened. That's happening right here in our city and even where you are carrying this gospel of grace wherever God has called you. If you would love to give into this ministry online over at resurgent.church, there's opportunities and ways to give. And we would just want to thank you and bless you one more time for your seed and your investment into the soil of this province here in Canada as we serve the people that we love in this city and beyond. We thank you, friends, for your generosity. Why don't you go today in the name of Jesus Christ? commissioned by his power with the love of the father at the core of who you are today as you go on your way we love you we thank you